Alrighty. Today we're going to be talking about summer goals. Everyone has them around this time of year. Everyone starts to think about, oh, let's get ready for the summer. And we're just going to kind of break these things down into, are they detrimental or are they helpful? That's the conversation today. Did you hear that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> the biggest thing that I notice when it comes to summer goals is that a lot of people get these like really really lofty aesthetic goals. They're like, okay, great. Yeah. Eight weeks until summer, I need to lose 20 pounds to look in a bikini, good in a bikini. So just going off of that, I want to know kind of what your thoughts are with that. So as far as like a weight loss plan for summer, on its own, I don't think it's a terrible idea. I think you should feel completely free to make your own goals, um, aesthetic related, performance related, um, confidence related. So that's kind of where I like let my clients choose of like, how would you like to go about this? But also like, it's our job to make sure that people are setting realistic expectations and also safe expectations as well, obviously. Um, I think as a society, we've kind of been like conditioned to chase after these like 60 day, two month, maybe quick fixes of like, oh, I know that I've been absolutely sending it all winter, (laughs) like not paying attention to a single thing. Oh my gosh, that's my alarm. Wake up. Um, and just like, yeah, I know that I've been eating whatever I want all like six to eight months over the winter and it's summertime. So now I have three weeks to get rid of all of it. Right. Um, and that's just, that's just not how it works. Like I wish it was, don't get me wrong, but I think that there are safe and healthy ways to do that. If you plan accordingly. Right. Um, we did it a few years ago, but we started our like mini cut or whatever what was it february yeah late january like we gave ourselves plenty of time that we were in like slight caloric deficits we added in some extra cardio a couple times a week and it was more of like how can we feel better by summer and not sacrifice our performance but also like lose a little bit of our body fat before summer and I don't think it was necessarily like a I want to get a six pack so that I look good in a bikini you know of course like it's just like oh um I'm doing this because I want to feel confident and everybody wants to feel comfortable um so that's like a different conversation but um yeah I think it just depends on like how you're going about it and what your mindset is going through it because we talk too about like losing weight in any sort if your mindset's not right, it's not going to make a difference. Yeah, absolutely. I think having aesthetic goals, there's literally nothing wrong with that. I think um, wanting to be a little leaner in the summer is completely natural. Like you are going to have more skin on display if you're planning on going to the beach, going to pools, going to, you know, just any kind of event where you're in a bikini, which is less clothes than we normally wear. Um, Even just like a normal bathing suit. If you're not a bikini gal, it's totally fine. 
But I think when it becomes an issue is when you think that looking good in that bikini is going to solve a lot of the confidence issues that you've had leading up into that point. Mm -hmm. Like losing 10 to 20 pounds is a significant amount of weight um, for a lot of people. But like if it's someone like who is you or me, where 10 to 20 pounds of your body weight is pretty substantial. um, Yeah. Like that's not going to fix the confidence issues that you had at 10 to 20 pounds heavier. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's when these types of goals become detrimental or when we're like what you said, you're doing the fast track to weight loss. Like people don't tend to understand that the amount of time that it took you to get to where you are is the amount of time it's going to take you to get it off. If not longer, yeah. <laughs> it's so much easier to put yeah. on weight than it is to take it off. And so we do these 30, 60, 90 day quick shreds, which we did one. Like it's, it's not that that's necessarily a bad thing, but it's when you're spending 30, 60, 90 days at like eight to 1500 calories that you start to get into a little bit of trouble. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you're not, and this is my personal opinion, unless you're doing like a bodybuilding show, there is no logical reason to cut that low in calories like mm-hmm. there's really just not and like you said there are more sustainable ways to do that like we did it like right. we, we were maybe in what 200 calorie deficits maybe maybe yeah i think the lowest i ever went was like maybe 1750 yeah like and i would have thought at the time that that would have been maintenance for me and then i followed those like religiously for a couple months and I was just like oh shoot I am leaning out a little bit you know so I think a lot of people too think that their maintenance is a lot lower than it actually is and so they're just kind of like oh well here's what I normally eat let's cut that in half and then I'll have to lose weight (laughs) right but that comes with cutting a lot of corners too because nobody can live that way yeah yeah absolutely and I think the other thing that people don't realize about cutting weight in any form is that it does take that level of dedication. Like Mm -hmm. you can't just cut calories Monday through Friday, Monday through Friday, and then like go ham on the weekend because you've cut yourself so low throughout the rest of the week and then still see those results. And so then you end up in this cycle of, I call it the RP cycle. I see people do it all the time with RP where they're super Mm -hmm. low calories, super low macros. And so through on the weekend, they just like blow it all. They just like go crazy, like eat an entire pizza for three meals a day. Um, Mm -hmm. But they're so like overly restricted. And then they're like, well, why am I not losing weight? And so then they're like, well, I just need to do a cut again. But Mm -hmm. it's just a horrible, like perpetual cycle. And I think that that's what a lot of summer goals do. They do like they promise quick weight loss, which most of the weight loss is not true fat mass when you're doing things that quickly. It just isn't. Mm -hmm. Um, And then at the end of the summer or like halfway through the summer, they're like, oh, my God, I'm so tired of this. And so then they just like start doing what they were doing before that got them to that point. And so what are your thoughts on sustainability when it comes to being able to lean out for the summer, but stay lean throughout the summer, not go through that cycle. Yeah. So I think like what we just talked about of like doing it in 
a very minor way of like, okay, I'm going to track my food. I'm at an appropriate macro level still. Like I'm never feeling like super hungry. I can still like go to the gym. I can still hang out with my friends. Um, The one thing of like starting a diet that's not sustainable is like if you try to cut out everything, right? Because like that's not how life is. Like you can't just be like, oh, well, I'm just going to not go out to dinner with my friends or I'm just never going to go through a drive through or eat out at a restaurant everywhere, like ever. <laughs> and that's just not realistic. Like um, setting like realistic goals in that sort of way so that it's just kind of like, okay, well, maybe you keep your same meals throughout your day, but like we slightly de- decrease portion sizes. So it's like you still feel like you're eating the same amount, but it could just be like a few grams less here or there. That adds up, you know, but that's like something that you can stick to throughout the week, too. So it doesn't need to be like, oh, well, now I like I normally eat three meals a day and now I'm only allowed to eat two because I want to get shredded, you know. So that itself, um, sustainability, too, I think is like find foods to eat throughout your week that you actually enjoy no one's gonna stick to a chicken rice and broccoli every single meal of the day every day of the week unless you genuinely love that then go for it you know (laughs) go ham but like my favorite thing every single day I eat sweet potato fries I freaking love sweet potato fries you know I get the frozen ones I air fry them every day so I feel like I'm eating french fries every single day and I love them And that's something that like, that's my carb choice, you know, instead of eating like rice or eating pasta, like I love French fries. So I'm going to keep those in my diet. It's all portion control, right? Like I'm not going to have like an entire bag in one sitting that's meant for like to last for two weeks, but (laughs) you know, like I can still have the foods that I like. Um, Also, I think not putting a set end date on things is really important as well because it's kind of like, okay, I want to get shredded for summer. It's like, well, when is summer? You know, like, are you going to start this in the beginning of March? And then the second it hits May 1st, like, are you done? Because that's not going to carry through your summer, you know, instead of being like, okay, this is a 60 days, got to tough it out. It's like, well, what's it going to take to change this so that it lasts for more than 60 days? You know, like I cannot imagine like following a diet plan where I'm just like, just get through these 30 or 60 days. Like this is so terrible that I could not stick with this for a day longer if I wanted to. Yeah. Um, So like thinking of this more of like a lifestyle change rather than a set end date. Because um, after we finished ours, like, yeah, leading up to summer, I guess, like, I I stayed consistent, like, through the end of July, I'm pretty sure. But I mean that by through July, I tracked absolutely everything. Then going into August, I was still eating all of the same things. I just wasn't weighing and tracking every single thing because I had done it every single day for, like, five months, you know? Yeah. So it was more of like, okay, I trust myself and I trust the habits that I've built, but I'm also going to chill out a little bit and know that I've put in the work and I've made the habits so that I don't have to be as 
specific about absolutely everything, you know? Um, yeah. I think what a lot of people don't realize too is just in the summertime, you're way more active than you normally are anyways. I know. I tell you people know? that all so, the time. Yeah. It's like easy to think of like when you're holed up in the winter time, like, oh, this is going to be absolutely horrible to try to lose weight because like right now I'm cutting my calories and I'm not seeing a difference. But in the winter, like your weekends are probably spent like watching a movie on the couch, right? Whereas summer, it's like you're hiking, you're biking, you're like out at the beach, you're walking around outside, like all of these things add up already. So there's another reason for you to not cut your calories in half, you know, because your like energy expenditure is going up. So yeah, lots and of that thoughts, really but... comes down to like biology too. Like if you think about it, like in the winter, like think of an animal for ex- like example, like bears hibernate because they need to store fat and energy for winter. Yeah. Like we have that same biological disposition. Like there's even studies that come out that show that humans tend to crave more potatoes in the winter than in the summer because all year round (laughs) i know girl give me a tater tot give me a french fry smashed smashed, boiled broiled whatever it is i'm gonna (laughs) eat it um i love potatoes but it's Mm -hmm. like the starchiness and the fiber is something that is typically more easily stored than like say i don't know like fruit right like Mm -hmm. so we have a lot of these biological like things that are happening that are different between summer and winter. And in the winter, part of that, again, is you rest. You like have this kind of like hibernation instinct where you are laying a little lower because it's cold outside. It's harder mm-hmm. to preserve warmth. <laughs> like it's it's really, it goes so much deeper than just being like, oh, it's winter, I feel lazy. Like there mm-hmm. is a biological component to that. And then same with like the summer, it's lighter, longer outside. Like. That's why the farmer's almanac is the way that it is. Like, that's how, what I think of when I think of summer. Like, there's longer planting days. Like, there's lo- more light out. So, farmers tend to do more. That's why you have a lot more, like, seasonal produce in the summer. And so, there's all of these things that combine to where, yes, in winter, we live very different lifestyles most of the time. Some people are really active during the winter. Kudos to you. It couldn't be me. I don't like Brave. the cold yeah like i don't i'm not a skiing girl it ain't it ain't for me a winter uh, runner those people blow my mind oh my god my our half marathon when we walked out the door for the half marathon and bobby the fool it was 21 degrees outside absolutely not i was like <laughs> why did we choose a winter run why did we do that um mm-hmm. Straight up, almost turned around, and went inside. But Bobby was like, "I paid for you to do this half marathon. You are not getting out of this." <laughs> oh like, my but- gosh! <laughs> I would have been like, "Sorry, I'll pay you back. Put me on a payment plan." <laughs> <laughs> like it is cold. I don't want to do that. Um, but you're right. You do naturally start to become a little more active in the summertime. Again, it's brighter, longer after work. The sun is usually still out. You tend to go to more like breweries that's a really big thing now where you're standing more often than you're sitting or you go to more like functions like there's more birthday parties there's more celebrations there's more holidays in the summer other than like your t- 
typical like there are three winter holidays like let's be honest like there's thanksgiving and they're meant to sit and eat <laughs> yeah they're sitting and eating holidays they're not even like active holidays yeah. like fourth of july most people go to a barbecue or a grill and they're standing around they're talking they tube yeah. they do all these kind of awesome things and so you naturally do increase your energy expenditure in the summer so if you drastically mm -hmm. cut your calories without taking that into account, you now end up in an even larger deficit, which logic would tell you that that's going to help you lose weight. Yes, that's true. But you're also going to adapt to those calories and it will stalemate and plateau just like any other deficit. Mm -hmm. So you have to be smart. It's not just about let's slash calories and hope for the best. Um, right. So... All of this stuff being said, how can we actually lose weight for the summer or lose fat recomp, however you want to think of it, like not necessarily just losing weight, but like actually lose body fat sustainably towards our summer goals without the crashing, the yo-yo dieting, the cycling through low cows, high cows, the, you know, restrict binging, all of that stuff. How can we sustainably approach that goal to where we achieve the fat loss, but also are more likely to keep it? So like we said before, I think, well, first off, get a coach if you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> um, Please start there. Somebody else who's like, who's smarter than you, even if it's just to set your macros, like even that little of a difference is going to set you up for more success than you just guessing and being like, okay, well, I think that I'm burning. Like I had somebody say this to me. They're just like, I think I'm burning 1500 calories a day. And I heard that to lose fat, I need to be in a 500 calorie deficit. So I just set my calories to a thousand. And I was like, <laughs> what on earth? <laughs> Especially if it's just for that, like set someone at least to track your macros, if not go through the whole process with you to make sure that you were doing it safe and sustainably. Like we had each other the whole time we were doing that whole challenge. So it was kind of like the both of us tag teaming, like coaching mm -hmm. each other and getting feedback from each other um, to make sure we weren't trying to do anything too reckless. Right. Um, so in that same vein of just putting yourself in probably a little bit less of a deficit than you think you need to. Because again, with your increased energy expenditure, you're not going to need to be in as much of a deficit as if you were trying to cut a bunch of weight in the winter time, right? Um, other than that, prioritizing cooking your meals at home. We always talk a lot about like an 80-20 split of like 80% of your meals should be like made from home should be whole foods. And then the other 20% could be like your weekends of like go going out to dinner with friends or like going to a function and like having a couple of drinks, you know, like that's your other 20%, but making sure that that stays your 20%. And you're also like, there's two ends of the spectrum of being really consistent Monday through Thursday, and then absolutely sending it like Friday through Sunday. Um, or there's the other of like, oh, I'm not going to mess up at all. And yeah. I'm going to stay completely adherent to this plan and like Monday through Sunday, like every single meal at my house, every gram weighed, like I'm not going to go to anything like that's also not sustainable, you know? So finding a good balance for you of like 
that could be like while we were doing that, I always knew that Thursday night was like girls night where we would make pizzas at the house and have like a couple glasses of wine while we watched the bachelorette, you know, like that was part of my plan and something that I needed to work in. So I did. Um, and like, there's ways also to work that into your macros. So even though it seems like you're having a crazy fun night, like it's still within your goals, you know? Yeah. Um, or like, I always knew that on Saturday night, like we were going to go out to a restaurant and like, that was what I limited myself to, because I also did have a goal. Like if you have a goal, you're going to have to make changes and there's going to have to be some level of sacrifice. Right. Um, so that was what it was for me where I was just like, okay, my weekends when normally it would be like brunch, lunch out, dinner out on Saturday, Sunday, I was just like, okay, I'll choose like a dinner out on Saturday, maybe a Sunday brunch if I'm feeling crazy, but like limiting myself at that because I did have like a timely goal that I wanted to reach. Um, other than that, prioritizing your protein, very, very important as well, because obviously if you're in a deficit, the first thing that wants to go is your muscle mass. <laughs> so yes making sure you're eating enough lean protein and keeping up with your strength training as well. Um, some people blow my mind and they're able to like PR things during that time and like lift way heavier than they ever have and more power to you. I was in like a strict, like let's maintain this strength while I'm trying to cut a bit of weight. But either way, I was still like putting in my best effort. Every time I was at the gym, I was prioritizing my strength training um, and then making sure that if nothing else, like I was hitting my protein goal every single day. Yeah. Um, so those would be my main, my main things to think about. Yeah. I 100% agree. I think, um, one, like you said, a sustainable deficit, that's so important. And a lot of mm -hmm. people overlook it. Um, just because like you said, with like, the summer timeline like what is what is the summer timeline for you for me yeah from like where we live or where you once lived in south carolina summer is through the end of september like even november the first weeks of november can be really hot um mm -hmm. so for me like we can go to the beach all the way through september so mm -hmm. for me that's like okay well if i start now like by the end of september like that's a pretty solid chunk of time. Um, and that's something that if I do a sustainable deficit, I can do for a long time through September. And then I won't have to do the crashing and I won't have to do super mm -hmm. unsustainable things. Like, I don't know, like I've seen people talk about it before and a few girls have come to me saying they want to get lean for summer and they're like, great. I want 800 calories a day. Um, but then you watch on their Instagram stories and they're like getting shwasty every weekend. And I'm like, okay, well you're doing really great. There's Monday. like, but there's no mountain, there's no, no macros and alcohol. So it doesn't count. Right. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you guys can tell that we're being so sarcastic. Yeah. Um, seriously, please. And then the other issue with the alcohol is the fact that you tend to have lower inhibition. So you make worse food choices. So now you're drinking a fuck ton of alcohol, but then you're also eating, I don't know, 18 boneless wings that have been fried and smothered in honey barbecue. And so it adds mm -hmm. up really quickly. Um, 
And so that's what we mean by the unsustainable thing. Like you're so restricted throughout the week that on the weekend you just go absolutely ballistic because you're like, well, I haven't been able to enjoy anything that I'm eating up until this point. Um, so I 100% agree with the sustainable macros. And even if you do have like a shorter window for summer, so like say summer for you, like you're a student. And so summer for you ends in August or at the end of July, like, from April to the end of July, that's still a good chunk of time. You can still do a mm -hmm. lot of awesome things, but then at the end of that period, you're so much less likely to go back through a really heavy weight gain cycle in the winter so that by the time you roll around to the next summer, you don't have as far to go. And I think that's mm -hmm. another thing that people overlook is that like if you're doing something super crazy through the summer to where you end up in the same cycle, the same, like the second that winter rolls around, you start at the exact same spot, if not the worst, like a worse spot the upcoming year. Mm -hmm. Like if obviously you don't have to be like super lean and have a six pack all year round, but like just from my personal like experience, like when we went through daddy to the shreddy, like I only had about five pounds to lose to get to the body mm -hmm. that I wanted to have for the summer because even throughout the winter, I was mindful and it was sustainable and I was able to make positive choices to where I only gained about like five ish pounds in the winter. And I still mm -hmm. got to enjoy all the things I wanted to do. I still got to have fun and I still got to eat stews because I wanted beef stew all the time to stay warm <laughs> and stew, you know? Um, primal. And got, yeah. And I got to enjoy holiday eating and whatnot because it wasn't just a quick fix for me. It was like, okay, this is becoming part of my lifestyle. So that way, by the time I get here again next year, I don't have to like super cut for summer. Um, mm. so that's another thing too. It's like, are you wanting to just have a quick fix for summer? Or are you wanting this to become something that's sustainable that you can do for life to see lifelong results instead of cyclical results? Um, yeah. Because like a five pound weight gain or weight loss fluctuation, even like five to 10, that's really not that big. Um, mm -hmm. But it's when you get yeah, to the point. Yeah, I think I only ended up losing like maybe five pounds too. Yeah. If that. Like there wasn't that much to lose to feel confident. Mm -hmm which made it easier to adhere to. But then at the end of it, we didn't gain 20 pounds back because we were like right. so restricted over the summer, which is what I see a lot of people do. They're like, I need to lose 20 pounds for the summer. So they lose the 20 pounds with horrible, horrible things like only eating fish and broccoli. Like I would throw up if you asked me to only eat fish <laughs> every day. Yeah. Um, and then at the end of the summer, they gain the 20 pounds back. So they're back at square one. And I'm like, was it worth mm -hmm. it? Or worse. I, Sometimes it goes farther in the opposite yeah, direction. They lose. And the next year, they're just like, okay, well, I need to diet harder because I yeah. like went in reverse. Exactly. And I'm like, if you had just chosen a sustainable method from the beginning, we wouldn't have to keep doing this cycle. And, and like, it compounds. It just, it just compounds so quickly. My mom is a prime example. She used to diet for summer every year. And every year at the end of summer, she would gain an additional 10 pounds. So if she started the summer or like started the beginning of the summer at 130, the next summer she'd be at 140. The next summer she'd be at 150. And it just kept adding up and adding up because she just kept yo-yo dieting, like just crashing and raising, crashing and raising. Um, right. 
So it's super important to approach it sustainably. And so then Mm -hmm. the last thing I wanted to talk about is summer is the time for travel every time. And that's Mm. a lot of, that's one of the primary objections that I hear people say to me when they're like, I have goals for the summer, but I travel. So I'm not willing to put in the time, the effort, the money, whatever it is. I'm not willing to invest in myself because I have to travel and I don't like, there's no way I can be successful while traveling. That's not true. That is Mm -hmm. so not true. (laughs) Like, And I think that you're a really good example of this. Like I remember this summer that we did daddy to the shreddy. You were everywhere. Like you were back and forth between Georgia and South Carolina. You went to Mexico that year, didn't you? Like you went out with all your girls. Puerto Rico. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And you did not come back with substantial weight gain. You did not come back like not fitting in your clothes. Like you did all of those amazing things no changes, no changes at all. Yeah. And tell me about about traveling. Yeah. So traveling, I feel like people use that as an excuse to go absolutely crazy as well. And don't get me wrong. Like you're on vacation, enjoy your time. Like there's obviously going to be like food and drinks there that you wouldn't normally have in your everyday. So definitely like your vacation is your time to enjoy that. But I think people have this mindset while they're going on whatever trip it is that they're kind of like, okay, get ready for my trip. Once I get on my trip, like this is what I worked for. So that's the end goal, you know? So like, let's just go crazy. And that's when you see people getting back from trips being like five to 10 pounds heavier than when they got there. And what I will say is that whether it was that Puerto Rico trip or like I just got back from, we went to Hawaii over Thanksgiving. Before and after those trips, there was not a single weight change for me. (laughs) and I enjoyed my time do not get me wrong like there was like multiple drinks a day like we were going out to like local restaurants like trying all of the good food there but also I didn't let myself go absolutely crazy you know so it was just like okay I'm having my few glasses of wine like throughout the day and at dinner but every single morning whether it was in Puerto Rico or while I was in Hawaii like I was up at 7 or 8 a.m and I worked out in the morning like that was just a non-negotiable for me um another thing was just like okay I'm having my wine with whatever meal it is um and maybe I won't get fried chicken and french fries you know it's just kind of like okay i'm gonna get my lean protein option i'll get like my mashed potatoes on the side whatever and i made sure that i was still eating vegetables as well you know just like use your common sense it's like all the stuff that you've been practicing while you're at home it might look different while you're on a on a ship or like while you're in an airport or like at some local restaurant but like food is food. Like it's similar to what you're making at home minus like the few add-ins here and there, you know? Um, I think keeping in mind too, that sure going crazy right now seems like a great idea, but is it worth it to reverse all of the hard work that you've put in and will you feel better about it afterwards? 
you know, not saying that you need to have like a guilty conscience or something for like enjoying your time. Or like, if you do have one meal, that's a little bit above and beyond. And you know that like have your meal, move on, get back on it the next day, you know? Um, so as far as traveling goes, like, I really do think it's just like prioritizing the habits you've already made while you're at home, you know, like never once did I have this mindset of I'm on vacation, I'm going to eat whatever I want, whenever I want, and just like lay around, you know? Like, prioritize your lean proteins, prioritize getting a couple veggies in per day, drink tons of water, especially if you're drinking, um, move too, you know, like you're probably going to a cool place or spending time with friends, like you're going to want to be up and active. Um, and that's kind of how, like, I was able to maintain my weight or even honestly lose a little bit while I was gone. You know, like it doesn't have to be like this all or nothing approach. Yeah. Even when you're on vacation. Absolutely. 100%. I think that's what a lot of people get into trouble with is like, okay, this is vacation. I can just send it. Like I can just Mm -hmm. send it. I can do whatever I want. And I think that comes back to that mentality of, are you doing unsustainable things before your vacation? Like if you are someone who's like, I eat 1200 calories a day. So when I'm going on vacation, I'm going to like, just go ham again. It, it just comes back to this. Stop doing unsustainable things. Like if you can do one for yourself for every single client that I've had that has ever gone on vacation, they have not come back heavier. And it's because we've like instilled a lot of these awesome habits And it's not like they're going on vacation and they're eating only grilled chicken. Like that's not what's happening, but they are eating fruits and veggies with every meal or one of the other, like for they're eating fruit with breakfast or they're eating veggies with lunch and dinner. They're moving around. They are enjoying their time. They're like most of the time, not even tracking. We don't even track on vacation. It's just like, Mm -hmm. how can we make a good choice for you right now in this moment? that's going to continue moving you towards your goal. And sometimes that is having a fun food. Like that is having the fried chicken and like the fish and chips. If you want to think of it that way, that's what I think of when I think yeah. of like fried food. Cause I'm not a big fried chicken gal. Yeah. Um, what? It's, it, <laughs> it's not my thing. It's never been my thing. Oh. I don't, like it. I don't like the way it smells. It freaks me out. Um, but it's like, okay. Like, for example, when I went on a cruise, I came back five pounds lighter and it was because like for breakfast, I was like, amazing. They have eggs, they have fruit, they have, um, they have breakfast meat, they have blah, blah, blah. I ate those foods and I moved on. Like I wasn't sitting Mm -hmm. there obsessing over the food. And it also wasn't one of those things like same thing when I was in Italy. In Italy, there's like tons of pastries. You eat pastries for breakfast. Like that's what you do, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like I would have a pastry. I would sit there. I would enjoy it and I would move on. Like if you are constantly like stuffing yourself to the point where you're uncomfortable, not only have you ruined your entire day, like you're going to feel like garbage the entire yeah, day. Seriously. If you're like, going ham all the time. And to me, when I'm having that conversation with myself, I'm like, okay, I'm on vacation. Do I want to feel like garbage after this meal? 
Most of the time, the Mm -hmm. answer is no. So I make the informed and the educated decision for myself. And that's what we teach our clients to do as well, to make those informed decisions for themselves. That is going to set them up for the best success, both that day and long term. Now, long term, Mm -hmm. sometimes that's having the fun meal. And then other days that's like eating nutritious food because you know it's going to make you feel better, right? So, Mm -hmm. and I think, again, that just plays into what you said of using your common sense. Like, really, truthfully, and honestly, like, if you know that, like, the other thing, too, I feel like with travel is, like, you just lose mindfulness when in reality mm-hmm. that's the time to be the most mindful because you don't have anything else to worry about. You're on vacation. Right. Um, but you'll I always rough- use the example too of like if you know that a triple bacon mac and cheese burger would not normally fit in your macros, like Yeah. You know. <laughs> you know, yeah, like you exactly. sense. Yeah. And like that can be a fun thing that you do once and then plan around it. But yeah, it's like, I see time and time again, these people are really struggling with vacation and it's just because they're not mindful. They're just doing whatever they Mm -hmm. want. They're not thinking about how they're going to feel afterwards. Like, um, like if you know that eating or like you're sitting down, you're eating with friends, you're talking, blah, 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 but you just like stuff your face because you're like, oh, let's just keep chatting and keep stuffing. Um, Mm -hmm. like think about what happens on like a holiday when you do that, like Thanksgiving, you feel like garbage, but you really do, but you are on vacation. So you're like, Oh, it's whatever. And so you just stop thinking about what you're doing. I guess what I'm trying to say is like the fact that you stop enjoying your food, like you, or you don't allow yourself to enjoy it. Cause you're like, Oh, I just have to get as much in as possible. So I'm just going to rush through it. But like, if you were to just sit and enjoy your meal and be mindful, your body's going to tell you when you're full, your body is going to tell you when you're satisfied. We just don't tend to listen to that. And that's what I tend to coach my clients through while on vacation is like, okay, even if it's a fun food, I want you to slow down. I want you to chew each bite thoroughly. I want you to really be present and enjoy this meal. And your Mm -hmm. body's going to tell you when you're done. Like it's right. going to tell you with that double bacon mac and cheese burger when you've had enough, like mm-hmm. it's going to be like, okay, like we're starting to feel full. We're starting to feel a little gross and greasy. Let's move on. Yeah. I think it's important to address like the opposite end of the spectrum too, of like those people who go on vacation and they feel like they can't eat anything, oh my you gosh, know, yes. especially like a beach vacation or something. They're just like, oh, well, I'm going to be in a swimsuit all day. So I'll have like some watermelon for breakfast. I'll have like a bottle of water and like half of a sandwich for lunch. And then like I'll eat a normal dinner, but like you've also been starving and dehydrated all day. Like that's also not a way to live, you know, like who cares if you're in a swimsuit, you know, like I had to realize too, that like I care about myself way more than anybody else cares about like what I look like, you know, like nobody's giving it a second thought, you know? And like, that only is not like a health hazard of you. Like, especially if you're at the beach, like getting heat stroke, but like eat your food, you know, like no one's going to be able to 
or no one's going to give you a hard time for that. Like eat your normal breakfast. I always say that like first thing in the morning is the perfect time to like set your day off on the right foot. Right. So like prioritize your breakfast, at least get some good protein in there, like have your fruit, drink a bottle of water and then like go from there. So you're already setting yourself up better than if you like were to wake up and have a pop tart and go you know, or the unlimited breakfast buffet that's on most cruise ships, you know? Yeah. So just stuff like that. Yeah. And I think that comes back to, to like the thing that we teach our clients about, like just having a balanced meal, like Mm -hmm. literally if you're on vacation, have at least three balanced meals, like, and then Mm -hmm. the rest of your time can be your fun. Like that can be your drinks, your desserts, your fun stuff. But as long as you are having a protein with each meal and at least three meals, at least breakfast, lunch, dinner. Like don't be Mm -hmm. skipping any meals on vacation. Um, Having a a protein, having a fat, having a carbohydrate, having either a veggie or a fruit with every single meal and a glass of water. Like that is going to like, it's so simple, but again, we just stop thinking about it, but, or we either Mm -hmm. just are like, like you said, like nobody cares what you look like after breakfast more than you. Nobody cares. Nobody's yeah. going to notice. Yeah. Nobody's going <laughs> literally no one. And if they are, then that's a them problem, not a you problem. Um, and so if you can just do simple things, even while you're on vacation, it's going to go a long, long way. So the yeah. three tips for being on vacation, summer traveling, all that good stuff. Number one, prioritize breakfast. Number two, get some movement in. And then number three, which we didn't talk about, but guys, you can go on vacation and stop at grocery stores. Mm -hmm. You don't have to rely on. Especially like road trips and stuff. Like it's different. Like if you're going like out of the country or like staying Mm -hmm. in a hotel, but like, there's also still ways to do that, you know? So like, if you don't have access to a grocery store, then fine. But if you're doing like a little road trip and you're staying in like an Airbnb, which is like what most vacations are now, like you have a full kitchen, most likely. Like there's a grocery (laughs) store right around the corner. You know, it's not an excuse to be like, oh, I'm out of town. Like we just had to eat out for every single meal. I'm like, no, you didn't. (laughs) No, (laughs) you you didn't. (laughs) I mean, and you and I do a really good job of that every single time we travel. Like if you come here or if I go there, we always go to a grocery store for at least mm-hmm. two to three meals, like at least. And we go out and we eat out too. Like it's not that yeah. we're only eating out at grocery stores. Like we went to Vicious Biscuit last time you were here and it was dang. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite I think places. we do a good job though of like one meal out each day yeah. when we're together. So like if we're together for four days, like yes, we will go out to restaurants four day or four times. But also yeah. it's just like we mo- we make breakfast at the house most days. We'll mm-hmm. make like lunch on the go or we'll cook a dinner at home. You know, we just like try to find that moderation there as well. Yeah. And it's a super simple thing to do. Like literally the last time I was there, we went to Trader Joe's. We got pre-made turkey burgers. All we had to do was heat them in the oven. <laughs> like yeah. all we had to do was heat Seriously. them up. We got pre-made fries. All we had to do was throw them in an air fryer and you air fried some broccoli. It was that yeah. simple. Like and we mm-hmm. covered all of our bases. It was delicious. It was so yeah. like both of us are still eating turkey burgers since. <laughs> it's like a, a twice weekly staple for me now. Yeah, like they're so good. And 
it's just so underutilized. And I think this even like goes for like when you're on the road, like you can stop and get a pub sub versus stopping at McDonald's. Mm -hmm. You can stop and get grilled nuggets from Chick-fil-A instead of, I don't know, go into like a Captain D's. I don't know. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm sure Captain D's is lovely. It's a place I've never gone. I haven't been there in years. Goodness. Yeah. I haven't been there. Or like, yeah. Yeah. So you can stop and go to grocery stores. Like you can make better Mm -hmm. choices. Like you don't have to be completely dependent on eating out unless you just want to. But not only is that just a little bit more, you can't control what you can't control kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So like you don't know what's in those foods. You don't know what the exact calories or macros are. But again, it doesn't really matter on vacation. Um, That's what I was about to say. It's expensive. It's so expensive. Mm -hmm. Like if you can go and get something from Trader Joe's or Publix or whatever and have two to three meals off of it for 15 to 20 dollars like that's very different than going mm-hmm. out and getting a single meal for 20 bucks so yeah those are our three tips for travel that's what we have to mm-hmm. say about getting ready for summer make smart yeah. choices oh, one thing so- we didn't address which this might make us run over on our time but i think it's a oh, very okay. um important topic to talk about is if you're not confident at the beginning of the summer before you start trying to lose weight, you're not going to be happy at the end of the summer either. One thing that I remember when we started that whole cut in the first place, I don't know what was in the air, but I was feeling myself already. You (laughs) (laughs) You were on your hot girl shit. No, I don't know why. I think it was an attitude more than anything. Like I, I looked like I always had been, but like, yeah, I was just like, oh, let's like lean out for summer for fun but I was already kind of just like oh I'm fine with myself right now like I feel comfortable in my clothes I think it was because I finally started shopping for clothes that fit me and not like sizing down and being like oh I gotta fit into these clothes and wearing them anyway and being uncomfortable all the time like I was already like okay here I'm shopping for clothes that fit me like I bought a few bathing suits that I absolutely loved and Like, I did other things. Like, I got my hair done. Like, I started getting my nails done. I was just kind of like, okay, well, this is just, like, a fun little thing I'm doing on the side. But I'm already, like, fine with who I am already. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't kind of like a once I lose, like, five pounds of body fat, then I'll love myself. You know? So, first and foremost, get that in order as best you can. Um, before just thinking that losing weight is going to make you happy because I guarantee you it's not. No, you're going to be just as disappointed on the end. You're going to find something else that's not perfect with your body. You're going to find something else to pick on because that's the way you are allowing yourself to live your life. Um, you were on some hot girl shit. For I don't sure. know why. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. It was fantastic. I mean, hey, um, it's a lifestyle. It is. It is. Hot I mean, it is a choice. Honestly, it's a. It choice. is. <laughs> you can decide it, and I think for you, especially, because I remember conversations we had. It really came down to you not comparing yourself to people anymore. Like, yeah. I think yeah. that was a big change for you, just from like seeing you like with programming and like nutrition coaching and all that stuff. Like the conversations that we had in the beginning were, I want to look like this, or I want to perform like this person, or I want to be able to do this like this person can do. And by the end of Mm -hmm. all of the things that we did, you 
your language changed. Like it was like, mm-hmm. I'm doing this for me. I'm doing this because I want to, like, I don't want to yeah. do this exercise anymore. So I'm not going to, you really started just <laughs> wondering what you wanted to do. Like yeah. really like, and that's a big part of it. Like, like you said, like, if you don't have it together up here before you go into weight loss, like it's not going to fix it. You're still going to have the issue up here. Um, from like a mental standpoint, like if you do not like your body before you lose weight, you are not going to like it afterwards because you haven't done the mindset work to fix yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a really big thing that people need to understand. You can lose all the weight in the world, but if you continue to have negative self-talk, if you continue to compare yourself to others, if you continue to use external sources of validation, it's not going to fix anything you're just going to be skinnier and still do those things. So I 100% agree. You have to be in the right mindset to lose weight. And that's always like losing Mm -hmm. weight does not fix your problems. In fact, it typically tends to exacerbate them because now, now you have a different look and you still aren't happy. Like it's, it's very interesting, but you're 100% correct. Like you need to go into this, for the right reasons, not just, I want to be leaner for the summer because I want someone to like me, or I want to mm-hmm. be able to post awesome pictures of myself on Instagram because the second it gets hard, if those are your reasons, you're going to quit. Like you're going to quit because your, your why does not outweigh this, the amount of work you have to put in. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Absolutely. Amazing. Awesome. Well, that's all things summer all of our tips for tackling summer and traveling and weight loss when it comes to being summer ready. Maybe we'll do daddy to the shreddy again. I don't know. Not this year. (laughs) I might do a little, a little shreddy shreddy. Um, and purely just because I want to see if I can, like, I, I haven't tried to cut in a long time, like actually cut. Like I've been like, Oh, I'm going to cut. And then I like get into it and I'm like, yeah, I really don't care about this. I'm in my strong girl phase right now. Isn't I'm just it so starving great? all the time. And I've like <sighs> actually started using my real percentages again instead of being like, oh, that feels heavy today. I'm like, suck it up and do it. <laughs> Getting into but, new programming, I'm literally like, I'm just holding on for dear life. Yeah. No, I'm ravenous all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my gosh. My butt cheeks today hurt so so bad from all of the lunges <laughs> that we did. Oh my gosh. It yes. woke me up a few times in the middle of the night because they hurt I so bad. I do the lunges because my legs were so sore from Monday and Tuesday. I was like, oh my oh. God, what is happening to my body right yeah. now? Amazing. Awesome. Well, no good chatting with you again, and we will see you guys next week for another episode of the Bad Bitch Collective podcast.